0: You're listening to Crypto at the Ferrum Roundtable, made for the people who want to make the most out of their crypto journey with the mission of breaking down barriers to mass adoption of blockchain technology. This podcast is brought to you by the folks at Ferrum Network. All information in this podcast is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information contained in or provided in this podcast is not intended to be and does not constitute financial advice, investment advice, trading advice, or any other advice.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the White Paper Session Series here at Ferrum Network. Uh, please welcome Naeem and Taha. Hey guys, how are you doing today?
2: Doing
3: great, excited to be here. Awesome. Excited
2: to be
1: here too. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you guys here because it's not very often that we get to see Taha and Naeem in the same uh, video. I think it's pretty much the first time. Um, But it's a very special occasion because recently we have released our white paper and we're here to discuss in this episode the core tech behind um, Ferrum Network. So let's just dive right in. I'm pretty sure the whole community is super excited But first things first, guys, um, why did we choose Rust uh, and Substrate Framework as the building tools for Ferrum Network? What else is part of the core um, tech stack?
2: Yeah, yeah, great question. So yeah, I'm definitely very excited to have Naeem here too. He's our co-founder for those of you that are tuning in for the first time and the brains behind uh, Ferrum Network and what we are today. So excited to hear his thoughts on a lot of this. I'll touch a little bit on why we chose this specific framework So in in anything that we do, uh, we have this approach of not just like kind of jumping in and and starting to put things out without any research. So we do some R and D to understand what are the problems in the space and then what are the ideal tools to solve that problem. In this case, the community, uh, the availability of pallets and substrate already, and then the approach to be able to contribute pallets to the substrate registry that already exists in somewhat sense, but is continuously being approved. Is something that we felt was ideal to build a truly interoperable network that is not only going to provide interoperability in the polka dot space but also in the areas of outside of the polka dot ecosystem whether it's evm or non-evm because our goal is to connect different layers of blockchains whether they're in the polka dot ecosystem cosmos ecosystem evm or non-evm ecosystem rust itself is a very reliable uh, programming language this is something that name will comment on a little bit later as well So Rust was very strong language to work on to begin with. We felt that it's a a language that we want to invest our developer resources in. And then based on the fact that we are building solutions where we want developers to be able to build once and deploy everywhere, we felt this was the right language to build our tooling in where developers can then in the future build their dApps on the firm network using Rust in the Substrate framework and then utilizing our tooling, be able to deploy those dApps across multiple integrated chain with a click of a single button or with an execution of a simple CLI command. So those are our reasons. Name, if you can quickly hit on why you feel Rust is an up and coming language that, um, what are some of the benefits of Rust versus some of the other languages in the Web3 space, perhaps from your point of view, I think that would be something really cool to hear as well.
3: Awesome. So um, in terms of uh, choosing Rust as our uh, main language for, for the mainnet, uh, if you look at the history of how which languages have been heavily used for um, uh, chain developments, they usually go into like languages like C++, Go, and now Rust is being being used. Some chains have been using uh, other things such as Java. But um, the real um, value that these set of languages provide compared to older languages such as java is uh, no need to like easier work of synchronous synch, uh, asynchronous programming no need to rely on threads and rust kind of is a, is that kind of a most modern version of uh, this thread of languages in terms of uh, go with with light like threads and uh, c++ obviously is getting like less and less used because of how complex and heavy and it is building anything with C++. And um, uh, we eventually uh, land land down on uh, Rust in our choice for uh, core, um, basic core uh, fundamental uh, reasons that is a very good language, it's very uh, suitable for light threads. And also, most importantly, there is a huge library of uh, tools and um, mm-hmm. Uh, SDKs and all these things with cryptographic already built in Rust. There's a great community. You can reach out on Stack Overflow or um, and and then on top of all of that, we have Substrate, which is built in Rust. So it just builds on top of each other, and there is absolutely zero um, doubt for us that this would be the right uh, technology choice for us.
1: Wow. Okay. And Naeem, you've invented this new cool technology called VCPR, which is value Constraint POS Rollup. Can you share with us um, how is this better than typical rollups?
3: Okay. So, uh, in terms of uh, in terms of creating a layer two, so we we have been like there are all kind of rollups like um, optimistic rollups. Um, zero zero knowledge proof P- proof, of proof of stake which was like originally what um uh, polygon was doing uh, the the prop each each one of them have, have each one of these methods have pros and cons obviously for firm network we are uh, we are building a true layer multi-chain layer too so we are, we are building a technology that can build on top of EVM compatible, non-EVM compatible, even things like Algorand, Casper, so we're going to support all these different technologies. So we cannot be very finely tied to the on the cap- capabilities of the underlying system. For example, if we choose zero uh, knowledge proof as a, uh, for uh, rollup, the ability to build it across multiple chain would be heavily limited, they could only see a on top of probably some EVM compatible chains, uh, maybe Polkadot, but but other others will be extremely limited. So what um, the most flexible option is pr- proof of stake, but the proof of stake uh, has this uh, problem that the miners and um, basically uh, 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 entities that mine these blocks may do not have any uh, direct relationship with the value that they are validating so someone can have like for example a thousand dollar in a stake but he might be validating something worth a million dollar which is obviously I don't know what they call it as moral hazard or something like that so to solve this problem we came up with we and um, we, we've been thinking about what are the approaches that we could use? So we're going forward with an optimistic approach. In an optimistic approach mean, meaning we we trust that, um, people, that uh, miners are mining um, and then if something goes wrong, then we go back and punish them or roll back something. Uh, that's basically the core idea of any optimistic approach. We're going with an optimistic roll-up. Uh, and uh, in terms of proof of stake, we're adopting proof of stake for its flexibility and ability to span across chains. But the main problem that is not answered is how we uh, we solve this um, moral hazard between miners and the value they're the mining. And for that, we are, we uh, we we come up with this idea that okay, so let's say if the miner um, or a block can be mined once there is enough stake behind it. And for that, we need to know what is the value of the block. So this um, multi-chain technology has a way to understand what is the value of the block. And it can plug into the existing oracles on the chain, on layer one, for example, in Ethereum, we can plug into Uniswap, in PancakeSwap, all these things, and see if, the, if what is the real value of the tokens being transferred or, or a transaction being uh, um, generated. Also, developers can, have, can feed, like the developer can say, okay, this is my value, or we can just estimate it based on the data in the transaction. So basically, we are only enabling the blocks to be mined once there is enough at stake behind it. That way, uh, we are removing this uh, moral hazard between minors and their uh, validation, the block validation they're doing
1: okay i mean it it is complex you know it is complex but thank you so much for explaining this to our community um now apart from also just the the core uh, tech stack um that we have the white paper also touches on the importance of security and this has been one of the hottest topics in the blockchain space for a while now um so how how do we ensure that um that the the user data transactions um and all the data is actually kept secure
3: Yeah, so, um, security is kind of core to firm network. Every product we make, every um, uh, basically decision we make in terms of where we run things, security is number one uh, thing behind it. And that goes back into all the decisions we make, why we go with substrate, why we go with Polkadot, why we're doing POS, um, uh, value construct POS. These are all to max to ensure that maximum amount of security is uh, as like a state of the art, whatever is available. We want to go one step of, um, above that, right? So um, Polkadot um, basically takes care of a lot of security issues that we have. Substrate helps us with that. Value concept proof of a stake also gets us one step above any any. Uh, Possible technology right now that it just uh, uh, removes removes a lot of uh, economic uh, and so it, by an economic design it removes the ability for the miners to benefit from colluding with each other or or messing up with the system. So um, from a uh, one thousand foot point of view, this is like the decisions that we made to ensure the security of the transaction and the users. And we want to make sure that um, uh, like m- stuff that happens and all these multi-chain uh, bridges and everything that happens across chain, pretty much every one of them has been hacked with ridiculous amount of money has been lost. And we've, we are making sure that this is not possible with Phenomenon. Yeah, I love
2: I love that answer because it, it talks it highlights name about our general commitment to excellence when it comes to securing things, uh, not just taking something as is like, you know, when you're building a parachain. chain, the understanding is that the relay chain security is already going to provide some level of security for you. Um, but we're, we're not sticking to that, especially understanding that we're building a multi-chain layer on top of that with a quantum portal. Uh, so POS rollups, as name mentioned, was already available. But with taking the commitment to understand the problems there and then limiting uh, the amounts that can be mined by the value that's actually locked up by the miners who are mining that specific block, it adds an additional layer. And this is something we've implemented when we launched our bridge and we we're implementing in our multi-swap products. And even in our business, uh, business decision-making, we implement the same kind of secure, security first approaches where security is integrated into the architecture and execution by design rather than an afterthought or something that's identified in an audit saying, oh, your application is not secure. So we start with that as a core functionality element from the get go. And then we continue to improve on that as we go through our set of auditors, internal QA auditors, then we even have a set of white hat hackers that we hire before a product even makes it to beta, who then do penetration testing on our product solutions and technology, and then it makes it out to the public. Um, And then finally, we have a bug bounty program That we have pioneered recently we're going to start to publicize it even more in q2 um, that we further enhance to reward people who might be finding any other vulnerabilities um, in our solution so that we can quickly address them too Um, so this is something that throughout firm is, is a top priority
1: brilliant thank you and with everything that we do we are joining this uh Bad polka dots bet against blockchain maximalism but what does it actually mean for us and guys um looking ahead what do you think what Ethereum Network's future plans and goals um for the network for the technology moving forward
2: yeah I think um look chain maximalism is something that's uh, you know it's been around for a while and people love to get behind their favorite chain and there's nothing wrong with that but well, when it comes to uh, overall grand adoption of Web three, and overall grand adoption of this amazing decentralized technology that we're building that can actually solve real world problems and provide actual use cases that will help people around the world, we don't believe that it's going to be one chain that's going to win it all. You know, uh, there's, uh, there's going to be different chains that come out and already we can see this use case that have their own strengths that are solving their own specific problems. But they face in many, many cases, a problem with adoption because either it's too complex to get on there or they don't have enough hype to build the traction that they need. Maybe there's not enough apps being deployed. Maybe there's not enough projects that are being launched. So what we hope to play is a small role in making all of that easier for the project owners to deploy their ideas, for the developers to deploy their applications and for the community to take advantage of these products and applications that are being deployed. So hopefully nurturing the ecosystem with a fertilizer of really good technical solutions that allow people to grow their ideas across different chains and build true multi-chain D apps, right? And that's what Ferrum is starting to do. Um, NAME has done a great job in architecting our quantum portal technology and how it's enabling multi-chain solutions. So maybe Naeem, you can share some insights on your side about how you see Quantum Portal evolving to help people deploy multi-chain D apps and maybe what that looks like in, in a few months and few years from now.
3: Awesome, so Quantum Portal first and foremost is a message passing technology. So we are going to, uh, it doesn't know anything about what runs in it. So the, the, uh, in right now our effort is to make it Really good, um, bulletproof, and make it work across all the major chains. That is possible. And then, as we make it, as we're going forward, once we have this first layer, um, like concrete and solid, we're we're gonna we're gonna start um, make focusing on more and more um, improved uh, developer experience. Uh, so, uh, Tahoe had this vision the other day that. Um, Maybe one person can maybe want to write, uh, create a multi-chain app, and there is like a part of it running an Algorand, and they have no idea how to build an Algorand provide. You just open one of these SDKs that Quantum Portal provides, put in an Algorand, and then they just use the Solidity code, and they, mail, they make their multi-chain application the pass it on this chain and runs on that chain. And um, this can also help going forward. We we will potentially help remove adoption uh, barriers for developers on different chains by making making it easy to run to build an application that that basically part of it runs on firm network through compute or part of it runs on the target chain but the developers like can can just use one technology one language one experience that the tool set that they have and r s d k to very quickly um build build or port the application to other chains too. So uh, it's very interesting going forward and we are going to be very developer focused on quantum portal point front.
1: Okay, perfect. And I've got one final question. Um, We've discussed this in some of the previous episodes of the white paper series, um, white paper sessions um, series uh, as well. But um, uh, what can people do? What can highly technical developers, builders, what they can do, how can they participate in what you guys are um, building here at Ferrum Network?
2: I think right away, uh, we've launched the documentation to run Ferrum Network nodes. We've launched on a POC test net. Um, you know, everybody gets excited about the Arbitrum airdrops that have just happened and the ZKSync Sync airdrops that have just happened. At some point, Ferrum is going to go live at its mainnet too. And some of the things that we value is contribution and feedback from folks that are getting involved with our network on a technical level. So if you want to learn about running nodes, if you want to get feedback about how our nodes are run, Uh, what problems you might be facing, that's very valuable to us right now. So go ahead and look at the repository that's linked below, read that documentation, get a node up and running, and then give us feedback. Uh, What's working for you, what's not working for you, and then stay up to date. Subscribe to our repository, them on GitHub, um, and watch them for updates as we put out new releases, uh, update your node, and give us more feedback about again if you're facing any problems because it's going to help us build better solutions for the community and that in turn is going to of course help everybody whether you're a developer a project that's looking to do, launch multi-chain dApps or a community member that just wants to be involved uh, from from an investment or token ownership standpoint level so all of this kind of starts off with running some of the pieces of technology that we've already put out and that's going to start with the ferrum node that we put out that you can run
1: today Brilliant. And guys, um, all the links are going to be in the description for the white paper, our GitHub, um, our Telegram, our Discord, all of the links are going to be in the description. Make sure to check them out. And Taha, Naeem, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure um, to have this conversation with you here today. I'm pretty sure the community is going to uh, appreciate that um, a lot. So thank you so much um, for sharing your knowledge, for um, just being here with us, for building such an incredible um, uh, product, such an incredible platform that is uh, Ferium Network. Thank you so much for that. And yeah, have a great day. Have a great weekend. Um, Enjoy your time. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much. And thanks, Tom, for organizing. Take care. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye-bye.
0: Ferrum Network is a pioneer in ushering in the era of interoperability 2.0. Ferrum Network's mainnet nodes and related infrastructure will bring value, data, and functional interoperability to every chain in the industry. Ferrum also specializes as a multi chain blockchain as a service DeFi company, adding deflationary mechanisms, token utility, and advisory services to projects across the crypto space.